Players are recorded live in-game. Audio quality may vary. The following episode contains adult themes and simulated role-play violence. Listener discretion is advised. Sonic Realms What's the plan if there are more gang members? Well, well, we need if there if we see any bodies, we gotta start counting them. See how many people we got in there. So we gotta do full recon even if there's one idiot in that building. All right. Yep. All right. Just keep your heads down. And uh, can I don't know? Can you do some magic radar or something to show how many people are in there? That's not exactly how this works. Nah, I didn't think so. I thought it was worth asking. Dreger turns a corner and sees Rabrat, wearing his familiar green jacket, strolling towards the chop shop. Should we stop him from going in? <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Drek. I drive up past him and stop my car to block his path. Rabrat abruptly stops, throws his hands up in an aggressive questioning gesture, then slams his hand down on the hood. Hey. Watch it. He can't see the passengers through the tinted windows. I get out of the car, and I walk up to him. Oh. Oh, hey, Jet. I grab him by the arm and pull him towards the car. Hey, man, we're not 100% sure about this, and I don't want you to get hurt. I would hate to lose a contact. Aw, so nice to know you think of me as a contact. Wait, what do you mean not 100% sure? I mean, everybody that was there, yeah, we took care of, but... People might. <clears throat> it's possible that some members that weren't there at the time, you know, weren't taken care of, so we should approach this delicately. Well, what happened? Walk me through it. Well, there were some guys at the chop shop. And then there weren't. And then there weren't. And then there weren't. How many were there? Eleven, maybe eight. Uh, how many? Uh, there were, Was it more than ten? Less? There were seven total. I look at the camera to see if it's still broken. Kurt sees the shattered plastic housing and dangling exposed wires where the camera used to be. Should we just go in and take care of the chop shop? Yeah, I think that's a good idea. As Jet continues to talk to Rabrat, Kurt starts walking towards the chop shop. He sees a closed sign hanging in the covered window. I walk up to the door. I listen for any sounds of life inside the chop shop. Kurt leans close to the door and cocks his head. He hears nothing unusual. Jet looks over and sees him. Hey, Rabrat says there's more than what we killed. You should not go in. I'm not gonna go in. I'm just listening. Good. You took out seven guys and they were all here? Right, I'll toast. Well, we could handle seven guys. There's like three times more than that in this gang. All right, what's the play here, guys? Well, there's this front door. They're the two bay doors that we're looking at the front, right? I don't think there's a back entrance to this place, is there? Traeger, I can't hear anything. Should I open the door? No, not yet. We should case this place for a while instead of marching in there like this in broad daylight. We should sit on it for a while. See who comes and goes, if anybody. Do some surveillance. Follow them. See if there's another nest. Take out the nest, right? Yeah, I think that's a good plan. So you didn't take the chop shop? We took it yesterday. Yeah, 
I guess, uh, I guess there are more guys than we thought. Yeah, you didn't exactly give us that intel, so we did our job to a point. To a point? Well, could be no one's in there. I don't want to find out by getting shot in the face. Yeah, go ahead and, uh, and if you want to... You want to find out? Go ahead, yeah, say hi. I'm just going to go poke my head in there. Rabrat, rab, that is not a good idea. I walk over to the bay doors. Hey, can I put my jacket in your car real quick? What for? Ah, never mind. You guys are here. I walk back to the car and get in. Just in case anybody comes outside, I don't want them to see me. I put my hand on my gun when I'm sitting in the driver's seat. Jet and Drager watch Rabrat approach the door from the car as Kurt watches from outside the bay doors on the other side of the building. A chill suddenly runs down Jet's spine. Rabrat, no, wait! Don't go to the door! Hey, anybody in there? An angry-looking orc wearing a cheap tin badge on his jacket suddenly opens the door. We're closed. The orc looks down at Rabrat's jacket and a look of recognition flashes on his face. What the dreck? Silver Pistons? Who's you guys? Ah, Drek. The orc slams the door. Drek. Rabrat begins backing away from the entrance. He runs behind Drager's car and produces his pistol from under his jacket. I think things are about to get royally fragged up, guys. I start speaking to the spirits. In the spirit world, I contact a silver bear and request that he come and help us fight. The connection between Jet and the silver bear is foggy and hazy. Hey guys, I got an idea. I'm gonna lure him out. Kurt quickly walks to the door and hastily opens it. Kurt, what are you doing? Kurt looks through the doorway and sees two orcs standing and one dead body slumped in the corner. Tin Badge is standing to the left of the door and further back in the room is another orc wearing a denim vest. They both have a hand in their jackets and look ready for combat. Don't shoot. I know it looks bad, but we're on your side. We were at the docks last night and we were double crossed by some Drekkers. Looks like the ones that got away came here afterwards. Kurt walks a few steps inside, away from Drager's field of vision in the car. Ah, uh, uh, Kurt. So, do you know who all's in there? No idea. I thought there'd be zero people in there. Drager gets out of the car, gets low, and begins moving towards the vehicles parked in front of the chop shop. I draw my Ruger and crouch so we can get a direct eye line into the room. I get on the comm link and call heads. <laughs> I'm holding Jaybird as I have notified of a call from Chitangeli. What is it? Hez, we've got kind of a bad situation happening here. Rabrad just went full crazy and went into the chop shop. We could really use your help. What's going on? I can't leave now. As I consider the situation, I decide to switch gears and attempt to summon an air spirit again. Jet refocuses her mind and establishes a solid connection with an air spirit, a cloud of ethereal butterflies. The spirit awaits commands from the astral plane. Jet, what, what are you doing? Jet opens her eyes and looks at Rabrat. I give Rabrat a hard look. Focus on the battle. Right, 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 right. The, the battle. The orc in the denim vest lunges at Kirk. Look, I know you don't believe. Bare, muscular orc arms grapple Kurt and subdue him. Down the hall, a large orc with unilens, cycloptic sunglasses peeks his head into the room and sees Denim Vest wrestling with Kurt, with Tin Badge producing a pistol from his jacket. Tin Badge grips the gun, winds back, and pistol whips Kurt in the head. 
The force of the blow moves Kurt and Denim Vest to the side of the room, opening up Cyclops' view of the doorway. He sees Dreger and Rabrat's heads looking over the hood from behind a parked car. It's an ambush! I'm behind the city of Taking cover from behind the doorway, Cyclops gets out an Uzi and aims at Dreger. You had to just walk right in there, didn't you? Kurt struggles to get free, but is still woozy from being pistol-whipped. Denim Vest is able to maneuver one arm to pin Kurt's arms to his torso in a one-armed bear hug, while his other hand reaches behind to unsheath a knife. In a quick motion, he stabs Kurt in the ribs. The knife sinks deep. Rabrat fires his gun at Cyclops. The bullet hits the wall he's hiding behind. Tin Badge approaches Kurt and Denim Vest, his arm up and ready to pistol whip Kurt for a second time. Blood has streamed over one of Kurt's eyes, but he still manages to sense the incoming attack. As the pistol approaches, Kurt jerks his head to the side, narrowly missing the attack. Jet, watching from the car, ducks down and closes her eyes. Air Spirit, I need your help again. My friends are in trouble. Please, come to this plane and assist me. In midair, Reality seems to bubble and distort as a swarm of magical butterflies materializes. Jet's mental link with the spirit remains strong. I command the air spirit to move closer to the door. I need to find out if Kurt's okay. Help Kurt. See if you can make an accident happen. Keep the Stay in the car! Stay in the car! On the other side of the building, the bay doors begin to slowly open. I stand and walk over to the left-hand side of the door, gun drawn ready to pivot to shoot on the inside. Dreger darts his head around the corner and sees Cyclops run out from his cover, aiming at Kurt. I'm gonna return the favor and shoot Cycloptic goggles in the face. Dreger then makes a quick pivot into the doorway and fires at Cyclops, hitting him in center mass. Hey, when you use a gun, that's what you're supposed to do with it. The gunshot startles Denim Vest, but his grip on Kurt doesn't loosen. If you kill me, you'll never find your money or the goods. Jet, what's going on over there? Everything's gone to hell. Can you get over here? We're at the chop shop. I look down at my children, but I realize also that Jet wouldn't ask for help if she didn't need it. I think to myself, what did they get themselves into? Kaya, stay here with your siblings. I have to go do something. I run up to the roof to access the Matrix to see if there's anything I can say or do from here. The cloud of magical butterflies has flown into the doorway. A reddish wave seems to emanate from them and gets absorbed into Tin Badge, Denim Vest, Cyclops, and Draeger. Moments later, Denim Vest hits his leg on a coffee table, knocking him off balance. He begins to fall backwards and lets go of Kurt with one hand to try to steady himself. He falls on his behind, with Kurt falling clumsily into his lap. Kurt manages to free one of his arms and reaches for the gun in Denim Vest's vest. Sensing this, Denim Vest slaps down on Kurt's arm and once again regains control of it. Tin Badge slips as he moves backward, falling to the floor. Cyclops, gripping his abdomen, missteps and falls to the side. Dreger once again leans in to see what's happening, but his shoulder slides off from the door frame. He falls through the butterfly spirit and lands on his belly, knocking his gun from his hand. It skids to a stop between himself and Cyclops. Cyclops gets up and produces a knife, angrily focused on the butterfly spirit. Rabrat looks at the butterfly spirit, then back at Jet. What the dreck is that? I summoned him to help us. You should probably aim your gun and fire at one of those drekkers. You made that? 
You're a mage? Rabrat scurries to the rear of the car, aiming at the open bay doors. This, this is crazy. This is, this is crazy. The bay doors have opened four feet and continue to rise. A kneeling orc wearing a grid t-shirt leans out from under the door and fires at Rabrat. The bullet glances off the car trunk and lands in Rabrat's shoulder. Ah! Air spirit, move to the man holding Kurt and engulf him. Without a word, the cloud of ethereal butterflies darts at Denim Vest. Hundreds of tiny razor wings skillfully cut at him as he is engulfed while never touching Kurt. Kurt's wild vision is filled with blood and butterflies as he succumbs to the chaos surrounding him, going into a full panic. Uh, I just got knocked on my ass by that spirit thing. I scramble over my gun, pick it back up. Drager runs past the swirling cloud of butterflies to his left, arms outstretched for his gun. Ahead of him, Tin Badge pops up aiming his pistol from behind a reception desk. The bullet sails over Drager's left shoulder, through the butterfly spirit, and into Kurt's heart. <sighs> Kurt's eyes go from frenzied to confused. His mouth slacks open and his gaze gets more and more distant until his eyes stop moving completely. He slides off of Denim Vest's paralyzed body, face down on the bloody floor. I see Kurt cry out in pain, and my eyes well up with tears. I almost lurch forward, attacking, but I hold myself back. Cyclops looks over at Jet in the car, knowing full well she is responsible for the cloud of butterflies attacking his brother. They make brief eye contact before Jet turns around and kicks the car door open. Cyclops charges at Jet. As he runs forward, he sees Rabrat behind the trunk of the car, engaged in a fierce firefight with Grit's t-shirt. I hear the screams and gunshots of battle. I decide to give up on going hot, Sim, and just grab my things and get to the chop shop. I had to hurriedly put together my gear. Okay. I draw my gun on the tin badge and shoot. Drager skids to a stop and fires wide, the bullet lodging itself behind tin badge. Oh, come on! Drager looks to his left and sees a coffee table. In his peripheral vision, he sees Kurt on the floor, perfectly still. I can't, I can't believe Kurt's not moving. Well, I, I can. I can move. I gotta get it out of the way. I dive down next to the table and try to get cover. An orc with a yellow mohawk appears and fires at Jet. Jet leaps to slide over the hood of the car. Searing pain shoots down her arm, with her previous gunshot wound from earlier seemingly flaring up in tandem. She lands on the other side of the car, only to have her legs fall out from under her. Her vision begins to tunnel and blur, and the rest of her senses follow suit. A feeling of icy coldness then begins at her fingertips and toes, radiating inwards until her entire body is enveloped in a coldness like nothing she has ever felt before. A heavy drowsiness compels her to go to sleep, and she can't seem to remember why she's staying awake as a heavy fog shrouds her thinking. Through the fog, her air spirit telepathically reaches out to her. Your friend has died, as has the orc attacking him. Would you like me to continue protecting your friend's body? No, we need to get out of here. Draker needs help. Can you carry him out quickly? No, but I can help him make haste from the vicinity. Do it! Drager, the, the butterflies are coming to help you. 
and make you faster. Whoa! You've got to get out of here now. There's too many Blood Kings here. Fall back to the Black Jug. What is it with you and the Black Jug? A small portion of the butterflies separates and attaches to Draeger, their tiny wings flapping in a blur, creating a tightly focused, localized wind tunnel around him. He feels impossibly light, with butterflies zipping to every limb he moves, accelerating his movements the moment he thinks about moving. Most butterflies are perched on his shoulders and upper back, giving him an undulating, gravity-defying fringe of tiny wings. Jed, thanks for the speed, but I'm not done here yet. But, hey. Help my knife out a bit. I'll meet you there. I have to hurry and help my friends. I grab my running bag and I go to Kaya. Remember everything your mother and I have taught you. I need you to take care of your siblings now. I have to go. I'll be back. I run to the motorcycle, start it, and head over near the chop shop. I'm on my way, guys. My body feels strange. Jet's magic is all over the place, and I don't know what I'm doing. But I feel fast. I grab my knife out of my sheath and see that tin badge at the end of the tables. I jump up, dash, and dive for my knife and stab him. Drager cuts through the air impossibly fast and flies over the reception desk, both hands extending forward, holding the knife. He collides with Tin Badge, and they both slam into the concrete wall behind him. The wall craters inwards in a puff of dust, cracks Spiderweb outward from the center like a bloody dream catcher. The force of Drager's impact, the knife, and the impact of the wall kills Tin Badge instantly. He slides to the floor, leaving a red trail on the wall. Dreger falls to the floor with him. Cyclops falls through the doorway and back into the building, shot to death by Rabrat, who is still using Dreger's car for cover alongside Jet. I'm too weak to help anyone. It takes all of my strength to stand up, and I decide this battle is a lost cause. Jet, unless you're really a dragon, you gotta get the frag out of here now. I'll hold him back as long as I can, but damn. If you could use your mind to destroy them instantly or set them on fire or whatever, do that. You should. You should do that now! Ah! As Jet begins to back away from the car and put distance between her and the chop shop, she sees Rabrat spasm and fall out from cover, dropping his gun. Rab. He lies unmoving in the gutter. Rabrat. Rabrat's dead. Kurt's dead. I've been shot and Drager's not leaving. I'm not going to die here. I turn around and start running as fast as I can. Help me. I need to get out of here fast. The butterfly spirit breaks off into a smaller cloud and darts towards Jet. As they emerge from the building towards her, Yellow Mohawk and Grid Shirt run towards the car while firing their pistols at Jet, who is stumbling more than running. The butterflies attach themselves to her body and she begins to hobble away in quick, erratic bursts. Bullets continue to whiz past her ears and knock off pieces of building beside her as she narrowly escapes into an alley. Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> Inside the chop shop, Dreger stands up over Tin Badge's partially pulverized body. Looking up and beyond the corpses, he sees the entrance to the main shop floor. With little more than a thought, he suddenly finds himself on the other side of the room looking through it, his mind needing a moment to catch up to his superhuman movement speed. I look inside the garage. There's nobody here. 
but those two shops are still out by my car. He sees Grid shirt and yellow mohawk looking at what appears to be a miniature dust cloud that extends to a nearby alley across the street. I run up to yellow mohawk and stab him. Grid shirt senses a blur, then feels a rush of wind next to him. Grid shirt unsheaths a knife from his waistband and cuts at Drager, who fluidly ducks and weaves beneath the blade. As I'm getting the frag out of Dodge, Drager's still in there. Air spirit. Kill all of the orcs in that room. The air spirit senses only one live aura in the room. Denim Vest lies on the ground, paralyzed from the spirit's earlier whirlwind attack. Though the orc won't come out of paralysis for at least another hour, the spirit dutifully follows its final order. It gently floats towards him and covers his face. Yellow Mohawk, shocked by his sudden stabbing, turns to Draeger by his side and wildly shoots from the hip, missing completely. The butterflies on Draeger's shoulders evaporate and he feels heavier. I take a swipe at the Yellow Mohawk. Draeger quickly removes the knife from Yellow Mohawk's back and in a fluid crescent motion, powerfully swings the blade upwards, behind the ribcage, and into Yellow Mohawk's heart. His hand impotently falls on Draeger's arm as his knees buckle and blood gushes down his torso. Grid Shirt has stabbed Draeger in the side of the back. Draeger quickly removes his knife from Yellow Mohawk, spins it to an upside-down grip, and stabs behind without looking. The knife plunges into Grid Shirt's side. Draeger turns to face his opponent. Grid Shirt loses his grip on his bloody, slippery knife, which is now protruding out of Draeger's back. Both men, suddenly exhausted and feeling the icy chill of death in the back of their heads, lean on Draeger's car for support. One more blow will likely seal their fate. I'll go in for another stab. Draeger wearily swings at Grid Shirt, who takes a step back. The knife tears a sleeve, but does no damage. Grid Shirt retaliates by lurching forward with a punch. Draeger heaves his arm up to parry, blocking the attack. Both men's arms fall to their sides, too tired to be raised in defense. Pushing his will to the edge, Draeger grabs him by the shoulder with his free hand and gut stabs with the other, collapsing into Grid Shirt, knife first. Draeger shakily catches himself with both arms on the trunk as Grid Shirt lifelessly slides down into the gutter, leaving behind a red streak on the side of Draeger's car. <laughs> it was supposed to be... It was supposed to be breakfast, you guys. It was... It was ham eggs. I wanted ham and eggs, that's all I wanted is ham and eggs. Draeger leans heavily on his car, his vision fading to black, then fading back in. He reaches behind and pulls the knife from his back, dropping it to the sidewalk. Hez arrives on the scene, seeing Draeger standing alone in the middle of the carnage, spattered red with blood. He looks up and squints at Hez as she dismounts the motorcycle. Hez. Draeger! Hez. Are you all right? I have it Check on him, will you? Where is he? The car's inside. Take me to him. Check on Kurt, he's inside. All right. I run through the door and try and find Kurt. Hez sees a perfect tableau of chaos, with bodies, scorch marks, broken furniture, bullet holes, and gallons of blood everywhere. At the center of it all is Kurt, lying face down, with an orc wearing a denim vest partially on top of him. She steps over another orc lying in the doorway and runs to Kurt. I extricate Kurt and apply a trauma patch.
Kurt doesn't move. I run back out to Draeger. Do you have a med kit? Uh, uh, hold on. Draeger tries to unlock his car, but keeps missing the keyhole, his hands too shaky to be precise. I hear sirens approaching. I run back inside, grab Kurt, put him into Draeger's car, grab Draeger and put him in the driver's seat. Can you drive? I uh, just... All right. I'm tired, but I can keep my eyes open long enough to follow. I'm gonna go slow. Try and follow me. All right. I get on my motorcycle and lead Draeger out from this area. I head to Jatangeline. Game Mastering and Narration by Paul Greenleaf. Draeger is played by Marcus Freeman. Jatangeline is played by Mackenzie Paulus. Kurt is played by Chris Tommaso. Hez is played by Torvald Tempestus. Additional voices by Ellis Reed, Justin Krupp, Mac Shepard, Brandon Cruz from Interdimensional RSS, the unofficial Rick and Morty podcast. Matt Sizemore, an associate of the Apathetic Enthusiasm podcast, and Paul Greenleaf. Editing, arrangement, original music, and production by Paul Greenleaf. For more story, character details, production notes, and how to support Sonic Realms, please visit sonicrealmspodcast.com. To learn more about the world of Shadowrun, visit shadowrun.com and shadowruntabletop.com. The Tops Company, Inc. has sole ownership of the names, logo, artwork, marks, photographs, sounds, audio, video, and or any proprietary material used in connection with the game Shadowrun. The Tops Company, Inc. has granted permission to Sonic Realms to use such names, logos, artwork, marks, and or any proprietary materials for promotional and informational purposes on its website, but does not endorse and is not affiliated with Sonic Realms in any official capacity whatsoever. All other works mentioned in the podcast are the property of their respective owners. Original content of the Sonic Realms podcast is licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution 3.0 unported and share-like license. If you use any part of the show, please credit Sonic Realms. And hey, thanks for listening. Hello? Uh-oh. No, no. Am I still here? Yeah, you're still here. Am I? Okay. I hear you. You have not gone anywhere. <laughs> you are not talk- you are actually we not talking slow anxiety. either. I know, he's Don't got leave the fear me. in him. <laughs> Don't leave me again. Behind the shitty America. Behind the shitty America. I hear sirens approaching. I run back inside, grab Kurt, put him into Draeger's car. Drab trigger. <laughs> shoot him. Yeah, you can shoot or stab him. Oh, but it's so much more fun up close with these guys. Remember everything your mother and I have taught you. I need you to take care of your siblings now. I have to go. I'll be back. I'm gonna cry. I mean, this is good. Yay! Four hits. Okay, for six. Nice. Yeah. nice. Out of five? Yeah. Oh God, so good. Thank you. All of these this is ridiculous. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's like every time I've made the opposed roll, the spirits get like zero or one hit. <laughs>
And like, it doesn't seem all the people are going to be all like, why, how can she summon spirits every time with like full <laughs> services? No, I just failed one or I just, you know, one wasn't so great just a second ago. And the, fir- and the first mission, she failed like three uh-huh. times in a row. Yeah. And got exhausted was rolling for me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. You got to, you got to roll yourself, you know? I am Irish, so luckily Irish. Yeah. So now the the uh, main bay doors. Uh, never mind. Never mind. <laughs> Nothing. Don't worry about the main bay door. It's fine. Yep. Uh, he- oh, Hez isn't here. I am not present at this yeah. event. <laughs> I wonder if I wonder if somebody should call Hez. <laughs> it's a good call. This uh, cycloptic goggles guy is. Gonna take a shot at uh, Drager over here. About time. <laughs> <laughs> I think about time needs to be your catchphrase, man. <laughs> it's, it's so good. So good. 